What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Welcome you to the Zoe Church LA podcast. We are about to jump in to Do You Know Why? Part 5. We've been going through a series together as a church on answering the question, why? Why do we exist? Why do you have so much favor? Why has God been so good to you? Why did God give you the gifts and the talents that you have? We are answering the question, do you know why? Again, I want to thank everyone that subscribes and comments, posts about our podcast. Share it. You never know whose life could be impacted through you sharing our podcast. We're going to jump right in to today's message, part five. But I want to say, if you're ever in Los Angeles, make sure you stop by. We meet at the Million Dollar Theater, 10, 12, and 6 p.m. With no further ado, come on, let's jump into this week's message, Do You Know Why? Part five. Let's go. Psalm 19, verse 14. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. This is David. David is praying. He's saying, oh God, oh Lord Jesus, help me. May, help me God, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart, he's asking for two things, may they be holy and may they be acceptable in your sight. Sometimes I ask my kids questions and they give me an answer that is unacceptable. That is an unacceptable reply. He's saying, Lord, I want my words to be holy words. The word holy by biblical definition means set apart. Watch this. God is holy. He's set apart from all other gods. You are holy. You're set apart from all other people. So because you serve a holy God, he calls you a holy people. Holiness is not earned. Holiness is received. God made you holy because you belong to him. God says, I want your words to not be like everybody else's words. I want them to be set apart words. So David's saying a prayer here. He's saying, Lord, Jesus, help me. Anybody by show of hands, you go like, I could get a little bit of help with my tongue. Don't you lie in church. Just raise your hand. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the, I like this next part, he's definitely going to be yelling, may the thoughts of my heart, I want to preach a message today, write down the title, it's called Speak Well, Think Well. I, I, I think God wants you to understand how powerful this is. God wants you to start to speak well and he wants you to think well. David's smart enough, he says, God, I want my words and my thoughts Remember, thoughts become things. Thoughts become words. If you ever want to know what's on someone's heart, just start talking to them. Start asking them questions. This is called counseling. You get into your counseling session, you're like, it just comes out. Because why? What's in your heart's coming out your mouth. So we need to learn how to speak well and to think well. Recently, Julie and I were at this lunch. It was a beautiful lunch. It was supposed to be like maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half tops. Turned it into two hours, three hours, four hours. You know it's a good lunch when it turns into four hours. And it was an amazing time. People were telling stories. People were going through their life history. I mean, tears were shed. It was, it, I was marked by this lunch. It was a beautiful lunch in the middle of the day. By the way, it's, just, it's good for you to take advantage of L.A. weather. Okay, I like it right now. Cold in the morning, cold 
cold at night. This is our hoodie season, okay? This is as hoodie as it gets. It's going to be 84 degrees today, but this is hoodie season. And so every once in a while, you got to enjoy Los Angeles. We live in the greatest city in the world. We might as well enjoy the fruit of our taxes. So I was like in the middle of lunchtime, 70-something sunglasses degree weather. We are eating lunch crying, having a good old grand time. And when we leave the lunch, we start hugging everybody. There's people I'd never met before. We're hugging. And, and, and one of the guys with tears in his eyes hugged me. And he said, you know what was powerful about this lunch? I thought to myself, I don't think I have an option. You're going to tell me. So what was powerful about this lunch is everyone around this table was speaking good things and thinking good things. Everyone around this room was thinking and saying good things. I wonder if it's true of your life that you speak well and you think well. You will never be able to speak well if you don't think well. He's saying, oh, Lord God, help me, Jesus. Lord, help me. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart, may they be set apart words and may they be, this is an acceptable word. In other words, I want to convince you today that God is listening to your conversation. It's not just the government that's listening to you. Hello. It ain't just Instagram that's listening to you. Freaky. But it's God that's listening to you. Don't you love that we live in an era if you're like, I need new swim trunks. I need new swim trunks. It'll be on Instagram the next day. It's not just Mark Zuckerberg that's listening to you, Metaverse. God is listening to you. And he is saying, oh, I know you're listening, God. I know you're eavesdropping in on my conversations. I know you're watching my text history. Oh, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart, oh, God, let them be. Come on, clap if you're at Zoe Church. I love this. Watch, watch how Paul says it in Ephesians 4. He says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear it. In other words, listen, the way that God has wired you, your words are either going to hurt or they're going to heal. Your words are either going to destroy or they're going to bring destiny. Your words are going to help and they're going to build somebody or they're going to tear somebody down. Who, who made up that old lie? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Who, who lied in that poem? No, no, words crease. Words stick. Words matter. I want to convince you today, God gave so much power in your mouth, you are painting the reality of your life. You are making the bed you're going to lie in. And it's, you will eat from the fruit of your, of your mouth. Anybody thankful today? I'm not intimidated by this. I'm excited about this. If God gave me power in my mouth, then I'm going to use it for destiny. I'm going to use it to build. I'm going to use my words to help people and encourage people, to love people and to lead people. Come on, clap if you're thankful for it. We're going to speak well. We're going to think well. The problem is, the problem is most of us are like, yeah, sounds good. But I, I, I am angry. I'm an angry elf. It's Christmas. I can use jokes like this. I, I would love to, but you know, I, I, I've got, um, I was raised in a home with trauma and drama. 
Okay, the reason why a lot of us struggle with our words, our mouth, is because I'm going to give you the problem today, and then I'll point out the solution. But number one, write down, hurt people hurt people. And the reason why a lot of us struggle with words is because you're hurt. And the more hurt you are, watch, the more hurt you are, the more you want others to feel your pain. When you're in pain, when you're in, 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 in destruction, when you're in devastation, you don't want to see people prosper. You don't want to see people do well. You don't want to see people excel. You don't want to see people blessed. You want to see people hurt because you're hurt. And I love God. Listen, if you're a hurting person here today, you've come to a hospital that's called church. The church is a hospital. And when, last time I checked, when you go to a hospital, they don't say put your bandages all together and clean it up and then you can come in the hospital. No, Jesus says come just as you are and I'll heal the brokenhearted. Clap today if you're grateful for the healing power of Jesus. Oh, I love this. Look at Proverbs 12, verse 18. Reckless words are like thrusts of a sword, cutting remarks meant to stab and to hurt. But the words of the wise soothe and heal. Cutting remarks. You ever get around somebody and you don't feel safe? You're like, don't point out my outfit. Don't talk about what I'm doing. I don't feel safe around you because you're going to use cutting remarks, hurtful words. You're going to tear somebody down so you can build yourself up. No, that is the words of the hurt. But he said the words of the wise, the words of the healed, they are sent to heal and to soothe. Could your words in your workplace, could your words in your home start bringing healing words, soothing words? It's kind of like, have you ever been sunburned before? White people, just throw your hand up real fast. Just, just don't, just, we, we love you. I'll never forget, on our honeymoon, we went, I took Julia to Maui, ball out. We went to Maui on our honeymoon. We were having a good old time. We went to Maui. We were having fun over in Hawaii. I'm going to take my girl over. We're going to have some fun out in Hawaii. We got so sunburned. We, we, had to, we had to rush to CVS to get some aloe vera. You know you're in a desperate spot when you're looking for aloe vera. This just, it's a humbling thing to need aloe vera. You, you, no, nobody that's feeling confident is like, hey, hand me the aloe vera. Like, no, it's a humbling thing. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's, a very, it's, a, it's a very embarrassing moment. I'm like, put all that aloe vera on me, Julia. I'm so sunburned because I needed this. I need soothing. I, li listen, there's people in your world that need soothing words. They need words of strength, words of grace, words of love, words that help, words that build. And when you're hurt, all you do is cut, comment, diss, gossip, slander, backbite, question, Meh, meh, meh. Meh. You get around meh people and you're like, well, maybe we'll just jump into the meh. It's like, no, we need people that love, grace, help, healing, right? Here's the second problem is that we underestimate our power. See, you, you, you know, one rolls out of bed going, you know what? Something about me that you'll learn. My words are crazy powerful. No one rolls out of bed going like, man, it's crazy. I just have so much power. We walk out of bed and we think, I'm not the best. I'm not the greatest. I'm not a big deal. We keep record of all of our wrong. We underestimate our power. This is what I'm trying to convince my eight-year-old when he dominates his three-year-old little brother. You are more powerful than you think. 
He is crying because you hurt him. I wonder if you've been underestimating your power. You've been underestimating your comments. I wonder if you haven't measured out your words. Words matter because words, they hurt or heal. And if you don't take your mouth seriously, you're going to do a world of devastation and not even realize it. Who will pick up the bill for the damage that you have done? Who, who will pick up the pieces from the mess that you have made? If you're not careful, you're going to keep hurting and keep destroying the beautiful world God's given you. It will not be because of the lack of money you have. It will be because the lack of discretion you have. You underestimate your power. I wanna, I'm trying to convince you, you're powerful. When you say a compliment to somebody, they go, Thanks. Because your words matter. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart. Watch, watch, watch this verse. I love this verse so much. Look at Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it, those who understand their power, those who get their words, they will eat its fruit. Those who understand, man, what I say to my kid matters, so I'm not going to speak to the behavior. I'm going to speak to the identity, and when I speak to them, I'm going to pull out the best of them. Come on, clap, Zoe, if you're saying, I will eat from the fruit of my lips. The Bible says it this way, you are ensnared by your words. You are trapped by your words. I'd rather bring a trap of blessing, a trap of peace, a trap of grace. I don't want to create a world of drama. I want to create a world of blessing. Oh, look at James 3. I love James. Watch how James says it in verse 4. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. He's saying the tongue is not the largest part of, of, of our body. No, our, for me, the largest part of my body is my calves, clearly. And so, whoa, fast reaction, weird. And so, he's saying that the tongue is small. It's not massive. It's not like my biceps. It's a small part of our body. Whoa, a lot of laughing. Happy Thanksgiving. But it's, it's, it's a small part of our body. However, this small, it's like a ship with a small rudder that guides the ship. This small part of our body can start with a spark, a spark. With one comment on your couch, you can set somebody off. With one text, you can destroy a family. With one comment in your workplace, you can set somebody go. you got to be careful with your mouth because you're not estimating your power. And the weight to your the power of life and death are in the tongue. Again, I don't care your background. I don't care how long you've been coming to church or not church. Listen, it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not. God put it in the hardwire of your life. There's power in your words. So you got to ask yourself today, do you want to eat from the fruit of it? Or do you want to enjoy the devastation and destruction of it? Oh, here's the third problem. Write down number three. We have more conflict than resolution. 
the problem is, is that we, 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 we say bad things and, and we think bad things and we're hurt. And so we, 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 we say these bad things because there's so much conflict in our world. Conflict is inevitable. You're going to have conflict. I haven't even gotten to my family's Thanksgiving meal. There's already conflict. Jesus' name. Sorry for my mother who's listening to this podcast later. That woman wants to take my family to SeaWorld on Thanksgiving weekend. It's not a SeaWorld time. I'm trying to see Shamu. It's just Thanksgiving week, people. It's drama already. But I will win. Oh, I will win. In Jesus' name. See, I'm, 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 not, I'm not afraid that you have conflict. Conflict's inevitable. We all have conflict. You have conflict at home. You have conflict at work. You have conflict in relationships. Everybody got a friend that adds drama to the group. Everybody got a friend like that. Don't point at them if they're here. We all, for, for me, it's my mom. <laughs> Shamu, get out of here. Like, just saying it makes me angry. But I'm going to speak well and think well. Um. But we all have conflict. The problem in your world is not conflict. The problem is can you bring resolution? Can you resolve the issue? Conflict will come. Offense will come. Problems will come. Can you mend? Can you heal? Now, this is amazing because if you didn't realize this, this is the ministry God has given you. It's amazing being in L.A., especially at Zoe Church. People come to, you know, our Netflix studios here, and they, they come into our church, and they're like, you know, I've got a ministry pastor, and I want to I I have a ministry here at Zoe Church. And I'm always like, yep, we got a great ministry. They're called Parking Coffee Kids. We've got tons of ministries here. But the ministry that all of us have received is called a ministry of reconciliation. That God, God, watch this, God sent his son to reconcile relationship for you and I with God. So Jesus came with one ministry. It was a ministry of reconciliation, to make right what is wrong, to heal a broken relationship. This was the ministry of Jesus. And when Jesus leaves, leaves us, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, he says, I have now given to you the ministry of reconciliation. So now our job is to go around and to reconcile broken things. If you've got a broken relationship, welcome to the club. We all do. We've got to go and make right. We've got to go and apologize. We've got to go and ask for forgiveness. It doesn't make you bad or, or, or better if you have broken relationships. Just welcome to the club. We've got to fix them. And the problem is that we're like, uh, I, I just I don't do well with conflict. You ever, you, ever, you ever have a conversation with somebody and they just start sweating? They're like, oh, um. What did, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, there's conflict. We got to resolve it. We got to resolve it. Oh, I love Jesus. Watch this, Matthew chapter 5. So then, if you are presenting a gift before the altar, and suddenly you remember a quarrel you have with a fellow Zoe Church member, leave your gift there in front of the altar, go at once to apologize to the one who is offended, then after you have reconciled, come to the altar, and then present your gift. 
Jesus sees this as so important. He says, I don't care that you know all the lyrics to the Hillsong song. Stop making your ugly worship face with your hands in the air. Leave the church service. Go have a, a coffee. Go apologize. Go make it right. Then come back and your worship will be received. Clap if you understand. We've got to have conflict resolution. I'm not afraid of conflict. My wife is afraid because I love conflict. I just, it's not a problem. But, but listen, you got to have an EQ, an emotional health to be able to say, listen, it's not about the altar. It's about the relationship. And I'm not going to spiritually bypass people. I'm actually going to go to the person. I'm not going to use spiritual jargon to justify my life. I'm going to go and apologize and make right. Come on, clap if you believe it. It's called reconciliation. So this is the problem, but I want to give you the solution today. Write down two solutions. Write down number one. Here's the first solution is that you need a healed heart. God can heal your heart. God can heal your brokenness. God can heal. Listen, if you got hurt, if you got hurt from abuse, if you have hurt from abandonment, if you have hurt from things that have gone on in culture, things that have happened to you in church, things that have happened to you from others, if you have hurt, don't you worry. We serve a God that specializes in hurt. God actually takes those that are hurting, those that are broken, and he mends them, he redeems them, he restores them, he delivers them. He is the God that masters in hurt things. Oh, I love this about God. Look here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All this is from God who reckons, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Go to Matthew 15, verse 18, sorry. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And these are the ones that defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false, testimony, slander, Clippers fans. These These are what defile a person. It's my translation. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. He, he's, he's saying, do you realize it's not what you put into you that will make you dirty. It's what comes from here that makes you dirty. What really stains a person, it's not words, it's heart. Does, is God here today going like, ooh. You ever notice how people always apologize for cussing around Christians? The other day I was, I, was, I was at this golf course and I was getting ready to play golf and this, this guy, he didn't know I was a pastor and so I was just, you know, at the golf course and this guy comes by and he's like, bleh, 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 you know, bleh, bleh. and my friend was like, hey, like he's all offended for me. <laughs> like I've never heard, like I'm 42, I have chest hair, okay. He's like, he's like hey, so this is my pastor. And the guy's like, oh, 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 what? Yo, my bad. I'm like, I wanted to just sun him. I wanted to be like, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Come. Come. Follow me. What? It's not what comes into us that makes us dirty. It's our heart. We we say it often at Zoe, if you're new, listen to this one. We don't serve the God of behavior modification. That's words. We serve the God of life transformation. He is in the business of changing hearts. You ever notice when God touches your heart, this always happens, when God touches your heart, the first thing that gets right is your words. The moment he touches our heart, we're like, I love them. They're the best. God's so good. Everybody's so good. Man, I love L.A. I love Zoe. I love everything. I love everybody. This is awesome. 
Because if you get your heart right, you get your life right. If you get your heart right, everything gets easy. It's not a words issue. Come on, clap. It's a heart issue. Oh, look at Isaiah. I love Isaiah the prophet. He says, he says, the spirit of God, the master is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, to heal the broken heart, announce freedom to all captives, pardon for all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace. God sent his son. Jesus would read this prophecy. And when it came to pass, he brought it to pass. God sent me to heal broken hearts. I know it's cheesy. I know it's dumb. I know it's weird. But just listen to this old riddle. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and all his king's horsemen and all his king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again because king's horsemen and king's men could never do a job that's fit for a king. Only God can put people back together. Come on, if you're broken today, if you're hurt today, thank God for his grace that will heal. Come to heal your brokenness. If you've got brokenness, we all have. I'm okay with a touch of brokenness. If you've got a touch of brokenness, I'm good. It's like a touch of insecurity. That's fine. You just can't be plagued with insecurity. If you've got a touch of jealousy, that's fine. We all have Instagram. You can have a touch of jealousy. It's like brokenness. You can have a touch of brokenness. You can't be plagued by brokenness. You can't be ruled by brokenness because your filter in which you see yourself, God, and others is broken. God says, I'm going to heal your heart, and you'll see me right, you'll see others right, and you'll see yourself right. Clap if you believe it today. Here's one more solution. Here's one more solution is he'll heal your relationships. He'll heal your heart. He'll heal your relationships. If you have broken relationships, God will heal those relationships. There is nothing better that someone that was once against you is now once again for you. Someone that you knew was a friend of me is now an actual friend. There's nothing better than getting your world right. And nothing will stress you out like broken relationships. The happiest people in the world are not happy because of money. They're happy because of relationship. And if you get your relationships right, you get your whole world right. And so God heals my heart. Why does he do this? So I can go ask for forgiveness. So I can humble myself and say, hey, I said this, and I know I started a forest fire. And will you forgive me? Will you, will you, I, I own that. That's on, that one's on me. That one's on me. You never go and ask for forgiveness for what somebody else did. You always own what you did. So God heals your heart. He heals your relationships. And then God, when he's starting to get your words and thoughts right, here's what, write down number three. Here's the third solution. He, put, he makes you devoted. It's our theme for this year as a church. We're devoted to God's word. We're devoted. We're devoted. We're devoted to God touching our heart. We're devoted to having right relationship. And the third thing we're devoted, we're devoted to God's word. Because watch this. Jesus said this. Listen. He said, an evil man will store up evil things in the treasure of his heart. He said, but a good man will store up good things in the treasure of his heart. Then he said this. And out of the abundance of the heart. What's the next line? The mouth speaks. Translation. The content you consume becomes the content you create. Whatever you put into you, that's what's coming out of you. 
So God called us, Zoe, if you're part of our church, God called us to be devoted to his word. Why? Because every day we're putting good things in. Every day I'm storing up a truth. I'm storing up a promise. I'm storing up grace. I'm storing up truth. I'm storing up love. I'm storing up what God thinks. I'm storing up. Now, now watch this. What, now, because I put this in, that's what's coming out. It's like, I'll never forget, when I was growing up, I used to go to summer camp all the time. And I go to church summer camp. It's the best time of, one week of my life, I always loved summer camp. Get my whole life right in one week. And so I go to summer camp every summer. Every summer growing up, I had to do the same thing. Every summer growing up, I would take my big case logic full of CDs, all my rap music, and every summer, I would be at the altar, God would say, you need to get rid of that stuff. You need to get rid of that music. I'd say, I know, God, here we are again. And so I go out to the cliff. I take the whole big hundred, you know, 99 CDs, and I take all the wrappers, throw them off the ledge. Knowing full well, three months, I'm buying all these things back. Three months. Give me three months, they're all going to be back right back here. But I throw them off the ledge. All of, Half of them are dead now, but I throw them all off the ledge. And just, you know, just like, but I can't have you in my, and, and I would start to get devoted. Why? Because the reason, whenever I was walking around my house and my school, all those lyrics I was putting in my ear, all those lyrics were coming out of my mouth. Because Jesus said, if you put it in, that's what's coming out. So I pray to God that you start putting God's thoughts and God's truths and come on clap like you go to Zoe Church. We are devoted to his word. On the, way to, on the way to school, I play worship for my boys. I put on, the, put on some Hillsongies and all this stuff because I want my boys to get the melody of heaven over their life. I want them to be singing the prayer because I know if that stuff comes in, that's what's coming out. My three-year-old be walking around the house being like, you are the God of the body. You're the God of the And we be He can't enunciate, but he got the song of the Lord. healthy heart, healthy world, devoted to his word. So all of us are going like, speak well, think well. Do, do you get frustrated about your thought life? Because if you're struggling with thinking, I wonder if you're watching more news than you're reading more of God's word. You, you, you give your life to social media, you're going to live in a world of frustration. You, 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 you keep your eyes on what's going on in culture. This week was a hard week. It was a hard week. Hard week in our nation. High, high moment and low moment. Can't get my eyes on culture. I have to get my eyes back on Jesus. If I don't, I will speak evil and I will think evil. Do you understand? Worship team, come join me. Here's the, here's the last thing I want to give you is your possibility. Write down the last thought today. Your words are weapons. Proverbs 15, verse 4, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A gentle tongue is a tree of life. Wow. The other day I was sitting, having a meal with a friend. I look out the window just past his shoulder. I was so distracted. I didn't want him to feel my distraction because, you know, I didn't want him to. We're in L.A., so anytime someone gets distracted in L.A., you think, is there someone famous behind me? I was just marveling at this tree, massive tree. I was thinking to myself, how old is that tree? How big is that tree? Gentle words, gracious words are a tree of life.
do you, do you realize the shade you could bring to your world? The safety, the trust, gracious words. You know, when Jesus was here, he lived a perfect life for 33 years. And one of the things Jesus did at age 30 is he became a preacher. He became an orator. He started to use his words. He preached to crowds. And he would be in temples and he'd be in crowds. Jesus was such a good preacher. They'd sit on the mountainside. He'd go sit in a boat and crowds would gather and they'd listen to him talk. And when he talked, they marveled at two things. They marveled at the gracious words that came out of his mouth and the authority that was on his words. I wonder if that could be true of you. That when you talk, people go, wow, they're so gracious. But don't get it twisted. They got authority. Don't, don't, don't mince words. There's power to what they're saying. Your authority is in your authenticity. And so the more authentic you are with Jesus, the more weight you have to your words. The more you live this life of faith, the more you become a Jesus follower, the more you become an apprentice, the more you become someone that says, God, I want to follow you. I want to know you. I want the spirit of David in my life. How about you? Oh, God, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart, oh, God, let them be holy and let them be acceptable. Lord, I know that you didn't call me to say what everybody else is saying. I know you didn't call me to live the way everybody else is living. So, God, I pray holy words and I pray, God, acceptable words. What I say in my house, what I say in my car, what I say in my life, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, oh God, may them holy and make them acceptable. Clap today if that's your prayer. Come on, give God an ovation. We're going to speak well and we're going to think well. Come on, stand to your feet today. Jesus, we thank you for your grace.